Georgia's DBHDD reminds people that the Good Samaritan Law can save lives during alcohol and drug overdoses. People are urged to call 911 and stay until help arrives. More information at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Friday, June 30th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, state officials react to the Supreme Court's decision on student loan debt relief. A group of Georgia families asks the courts to stop the state's new ban on gender-affirming health care for minors. And it's going to be a hot one across the state this weekend. We have some tips for those indoors and on the waterways. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Georgia advocates and opponents of student loan debt relief are sounding off after this morning's Supreme Court decision striking down President Joe Biden's loan forgiveness plan. Democratic U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock called the news devastating for millions of borrowers. About 1.6 million Georgians owe an average of about $42,000 in student loans. That's according to the Education Data Initiative. Albany State University recent graduate Maggie Bell is one of them. I have my own goals. I want to invest, own a home. Um, I want to have a great savings account where I can live comfortably with a cushion. These repayments take a, a chunk out of our check, just like the other priorities that we have. Jackson Congressman Republican Mike Collins applauded the ruling, calling the Biden plan illegal and immoral. Four Georgia families filed a lawsuit yesterday asking a federal court to bar the enforcement of Georgia's new law banning gender-affirming health care. GPB's Sarah Callis has more. Plaintiffs in the lawsuit say the ban strips them of their right to make critical decisions about their children's health and could cause harm to an already vulnerable population. The law, set to go into effect Saturday, bans doctors from providing gender-affirming care, like surgeries and hormone therapy, for transgender people under age 18. The law does allow doctors to prescribe puberty blockers, but plaintiffs say long-term use of the drugs is not safe without follow-up hormone therapy. For GPB News, I'm Sarah Callis. The State Board of Education is keeping a pandemic-era school lunch program in place after Governor Brian Kemp vetoed it. The decision earlier this month means about 1.6 million children around the state will continue to have access to meals when the school year begins this fall. Tucker State Representative Democrat Imani Barnes pushed for keeping the program called Healthy Start. It is a win for right now, but that's for this school year. And uh, my bill will make it law, so I'll have to keep fighting. Federal funding for the program ended with the public health emergency in May. State lawmakers budgeted funds to keep it going, but Kemp ordered agencies to disregard that decision. He said that the allocation might not be enough to fully fund it. The State Board of Education, however, funded the program using about $6 million in other federal funding sources to keep it going. Governor Brian Kemp has announced a major shuffling of posts in his administration. This morning, the governor named new agency heads at the State Department of Community Health and Office of Planning and Budget. The State Board of Natural Resources also named a new commissioner and an interim director for the Environmental Protection Division. Georgia is one of 10 states that has not expanded Medicaid. Instead, the state will roll out its own Pathways to Coverage plan starting Saturday. GPB's Ellen Eldridge reports. 
Pathways adds work requirements for select people under 65. It is also likely to cost the state more since it has lower federal reimbursement rates than Medicaid. Leah Chan with the Georgia Budget and Policy Institute says Medicaid expansion can also help providers and transform patients' financial health. So based on data from other states that have expanded, we know that Medicaid expansion increases families' financial security, it stabilizes finances for hospitals and providers, particularly in rural areas. Chan says the bonus federal funding offered under the American Rescue Plan would be enough to offset Georgia's cost of Medicaid expansion for the first two years, making it net zero cost for the state. For GPB News, I'm Ellen Eldridge. Authorities say a man accused of using aggressive force against inmates on Sunday while working at the Fulton County Jail has been arrested. Former detention officer Demarcus Waitley now faces several charges, including aggravated assault and one count of false statements and writings tied to his reporting of the incident. Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt says officers who do not treat those in their custody humanely and with respect must be held accountable. Waitley was hired in March of this year. He's been fired and is now held at Fulton County Jail without bond. Frustrated by a, quote, appalling counterproposal earlier this week, the head of the union representing 340,000 UPS workers said a strike is imminent and gave the shipping giant until today to improve its offer. The International Brotherhood of Teamsters walked away from the negotiations Wednesday, demanding that Atlanta-based UPS give its, quote, last, best, and final offer no later than today. Teamsters officials did not say what time exactly the deadline today was or what actions it might take if it is not met. But the union's general president, Sean O'Brien, said a strike now appears inevitable. A metro Atlanta city has successfully challenged its 2020 census count. Officials in Brookhaven argued that new parcels were annexed into the city in late 2019, but 1,200 residents living in them weren't included in the once-in-a-decade headcount. U.S. Census officials conceded the mistake. Brookhaven has more than 57,000 residents. City officials estimated the error would have cost them $10 million in funding streams over a decade. An Atlanta charcuterie and sausage shop is among 15 meat processors receiving federal grants to boost the nation's meat and poultry industry. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced the awards yesterday totaling $115 million. The Spotted Trotter is getting $1.5 million to expand curing capacity and add a slicing and packaging line. The 15-year-old company sells specialty meats nationwide, supporting what they call responsible farming and slaughter. The Dome of Heat, which broke all-time records over Texas for much of the week, may likely do the same in Georgia beginning this weekend. GPB's Grant Blankenship has more. The temperatures in Macon Thursday hit the mid-90s. On a Zoom call with the city's homeless service providers, Sister Teresa Sullivan of the Daybreak Center said that has already been affecting clients' mental health. Definitely, I'm seeing more anxiety. We're seeing more little outbreaks because of the heat. So it's definitely um, getting to people right now. What's coming is heat well over 100 degrees, treacherously close to the point when sweating can no longer cool the human body. In response, a homeless shelter, public libraries, and county recreation centers will open as cooling shelters, though it's unclear how those in need will get to them. Experts warn everyone to limit their time outdoors in coming days as we experience heat similar to that in Texas where over a dozen people died last week. For GPB News, I'm Grant Blankenship in Macon. As temperatures rise, Georgia Power is encouraging customers to make small changes to use less electricity to keep cool. The company is recommending setting your thermostat to 78 degrees, saying that for every degree higher, you could decrease your energy use by 3 to 4 percent. 
It's also recommending closing curtains, changing air filters, removing obstructions from air returns and vents, and unplugging electronic devices when they're not in use. High temperatures in Georgia this weekend are expected to reach the mid to upper 90s. Georgians are expected to flock to the state's waterways this weekend to escape the heat and celebrate the 4th of July holiday. GPB's Devin Zwald reports on some precautions boaters can take on the busy waterway. The Georgia Department of Natural Resources calls this the busiest boating weekend of the year. And the heat will likely increase those numbers, making it more dangerous as people head to the water to cool off. Major Stephen Adams with the DNR's Law Enforcement Division says one thing you can do is make sure every boat has a designated driver. The heat, the wave action, the vibration of the boat compare, uh, compounded by the effects of alcohol will make someone more impaired with the same amount of alcohol than if they were on the water or on the land. So uh, again, we, we would encourage people to refrain from alcohol use if they're going to be driving a boat. He adds children under 13 in a moving vessel are required to wear a life jacket and wardens will be out in full force this weekend to keep people safe. For GPB News, I'm Devin Zwald. And that's it for this edition of Georgia Today. We hope you have a great holiday weekend. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, visit gpb.org news. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, take a moment and do it now. We will be back with you next week. And as always, if you've got feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Email us. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Have a great 4th of July weekend. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.